the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Mohammed's marriage to a six-year-old girl is one topic that has driven many people from Islam. He really did it. And that is a real problem for Muslims. Who is Aisha? Well, with me here, our dear brother David Wood, that we, myself and him, will begin to unpack the story and the connection between a woman, a young woman, if I may add, named Aisha, and the prophet of Islam, Muhammad, because this story, once you have collected all the facts and you have examined all the sources, especially Islamic sources, about the connection between the two and the relationship between the two, I think you are going to find it to be very disturbing. So today we are going to talk about what's the problem in this particular relationship or story. David, welcome. Yeah, um, you're very generous in calling her a, a young a young woman. Very, very generous, and that that is uh, Muslims in general would would uh, appreciate you calling her a young woman. They would appreciate us not calling Muhammad names like pedophile and and things like that. Um, but interestingly, this is an issue that bothers lots of Muslims, bothers lots of Muslims. And uh, what Christians need to realize when they're talking to Muslims is sometimes something is bothering their Muslim friends, even though the Muslim will not acknowledge that it's bothering them. And I found this out with uh, with my friend Nabil way back in the day, uh, because I would be going through the Muslim sources and bringing up all kinds of issues to him. How could Muhammad do this? How could Muhammad do this? Do that? How could Muhammad do this? And he never showed that he was bothered by these issues until after he became a Christian. And that's when he told me that that certain things were really, really bothering him, even though he wasn't acknowledging it. Um, so the, the, the thing that really the thing that he he said really really bothered him was the issue of taking um, women and girls as sex slaves after after a battle. And he said, I was just thinking, you know, if if this were my were my mother or my sister or something like this, uh, is that something that God's going to say is okay? But I remember when I brought it up to him, he acted like this was no problem at all, and yet. Later, he admitted it was really bothering him. And this is the issue of Muhammad and Aisha is one of those issues where uh, people who have left Islam, lots of them will say that this was something that really started bothering them, Muhammad and Aisha. So for anyone who happens to be new to this, um, the idea here is that according to Islam's most trusted sources, and in, in our other videos in this series, we'll be going into more detail, looking at the sources more closely. But uh, according to Islam's most trusted sources, Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, had sex with a nine-year-old girl. Uh, he married her when she was six or seven. He consummated the marriage when she was nine. And... 
um, the the main issue here is that Muhammad, as you know, is the pattern of conduct for Muslims. And so the man who serves as the pattern of the general pattern of conduct, the person you are supposed to emulate and imitate in Islam, uh, had sex with a nine-year-old girl. And, you know, Muslims try to imitate Muhammad in, in every way possible, like up to and including how they go to the bathroom. They're trying to imitate Muhammad in every aspect of life. And then we find out that their ideal pattern of conduct had sex with a girl who was nine years old. And this has led to ongoing problems in the Muslim world because there are places in the Muslim world where uh, either they won't make laws against having sex with, you know, a young girl. I mean, marrying and and consummating the marriage with a young girl who's eight or nine years old, uh, or even if they make a rule or make a law, they don't really enforce it. Because you, 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 just, you just can't go around enforcing a law where people are going to be, be in an uproar because by, you know, charging someone with a crime over this, you'd actually be insulting uh, Muhammad. But uh, just to show everyone what we mean, let's, let's, let's just read one passage. Let's go ahead and read one passage from the Muslim sources. We'll be reading more um, later on. But this is from Sahih al-Bukhari. It's number 5153, but right before... Uh, Sahih al-Bukhari 5153, we have a chapter heading, and it gives a little background as to how this hadith is being used. So notice the chapter heading. Uh, This is Islam's most trusted source on the life and teachings of Muhammad. The The title of the chapter is, Giving One's Young Children in Marriage is Permissible. You say, why is it permissible? He says, by virtue of the statement of Allah, and for those who have no monthly courses, i.e. they are still immature, that's Surah 65, verse 4 of the Quran. And according to Surah 65, verse 4, um, which we'll be looking at in another video more closely, a Muslim man can marry, have sex with, and divorce a girl all before she's reached the age of puberty. And pass her on to another man who can marry her, have sex with her, and divorce her all before she's reached the age of puberty. This is in the Quran. And then we see, and the idda, that's, that's a waiting period when you've divorced a girl after having sex with her. And the idda for the girl before puberty is three months in the above verse. And what that's actually saying is that if you marry a girl who hasn't reached puberty and you have sex with her and you decide to divorce her, she has to wait three months before she can get married again. So that's the idda, the, the waiting period. And then, in order to give an example of this, we have Sahih al-Bukhari 51.33, narrated Aisha that the Prophet wrote the marriage contract with her when she was six years old, and he consummated his marriage when she was nine years old, and then she remained with him for nine years, i.e., Till his death. So here you have, all in one, you have the Quran allowing sex with girls who haven't even reached puberty and saying, therefore, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay to give your little children to someone in marriage, even if they haven't reached puberty. And the example they give, apart from quoting the Quran where Allah says it's fine, the example they give is Muhammad. Right. Doing this 
with Aisha. And so you can see why this would bother Muslims and why it should bother Muslims. If the pattern of conduct that you're saying that that is the ideal pattern of conduct for human beings to imitate in every way had sex with a little girl um, and he's the example and this is leading to all kinds of problems in the world today. Uh, you can see why this would be a problem. And just to, just in case people don't understand why this is such a problem, a girl who hasn't reached puberty, or even a girl who has reached puberty, but her body hasn't fully matured, and that's a lot of things, uh, that's something that, that many Muslim apologists don't understand. They'll try to argue that Aisha had reached puberty. We're, we're going to see that, that their arguments there are, are wrong. But they try to argue that Aisha had reached puberty, and therefore it was okay for Muhammad to have sex with her. What, what they don't realize is, is that puberty is a process. When a girl gets her first, um, her first period, when she reaches menstruation, that is a sign that she has started puberty. But puberty is a process that takes a few years, uh, you know, during which uh, a, a woman matures from a girl into a fully mature woman. And this takes time. Her breasts develop, her hips widen, her birth canal widens. And so the idea that, you know, you can rush in to have sex with a girl um, who hasn't completed puberty is dangerous. I mean, we can look at previous, you know, previous generations and say, well, maybe they didn't know any better and so on. Um, but the idea is that now we know it's not a good idea to rush in to have sex with a girl who's just reached puberty because her body hasn't fully transitioned into adulthood. But it's even more dangerous, significantly more dangerous to start having sex with a girl who hasn't reached puberty because, um, you know, then her hips definitely haven't widened. If you're having sex with her and all of a sudden she's capable of reproduction and she gets pregnant immediately before her body has uh, started to more fully develop, before her hips have widened, before her um, her birth canal has widened. Let me just list some of the some of the problems: uh, rates of toxemia, sepsis, obstructed and prolonged labor hemorrhaging and fistulas all increase significantly for very young mothers. So there are all sorts of medical problems, both for the baby and for the mother, if girls that young become pregnant. And so the idea that the greatest pattern of conduct that we have is setting the example of doing something that is very dangerous for little girls. And he's setting the pattern of conduct for, for billions of people over the centuries. Um, we can see why why we've got a problem here. So it makes sense for Muslims to be bothered by this and disturbed by this, and definitely makes sense for non-Muslims to look at this and say, wait a minute, if this man is supposedly the pattern of conduct for humanity according to your God and according to the revelation that he delivered, we've got a reason not to trust that revelation. We've got a reason to say, hey, this isn't this 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 doesn't look like it's something for, uh, from God. Why would God be affirming that you're going to have sex with prepubescent girls and then giving as his pattern of conduct uh, a man like Muhammad who had sex with a little girl and who justified it by saying that he'd gotten a vision, right? He said he had a dream right. where Allah is where Allah was giving Aisha to him. Now, I, I don't know about you, Al, but if I had a dream where someone was giving me a six-year-old girl, I would not think that that was, that was God. I would not think it was God giving me that dream. I would want to go see a psychiatrist. But Muhammad concludes, oh, God's giving me that little girl.
And, and also, there's different ways to interpret that God is giving you a, a little girl. What if God is giving you a little girl in a dream, meaning you can say, oh, maybe I need to have a, a child of my own. Maybe I need to adopt a child. Why, why think immediately of sex like Muhammad? He always thought of things like this. And it makes you wonder, really, I mean, because if this is acceptable, you would find it widespread in the Muslim world, for instance, but it's no. There are families, Muslim families, that are not going to accept the idea that you're an old man marrying my young daughter. And even if we bring Muhammad, they'll always try to justify it and say, um, well, he's a prophet, he's special. Uh, you know, they always try to weasel their way out of it for the right reasons. I mean, you can't, you can't really blame them for being embarrassed by something like this. Mm-hmm. So everybody, hopefully you can see why this series is going to be important. Uh, throughout this series, we're going to talk about one topic at a time, and we'll deal even with objections and, and ways to respond to these objections. But the main thing that I want to point out to you is that David is using Islamic sources, as you can see. They have the Arabic and the English. And my job here is to assure you that I will correspond with David about the Arabic, and this is why he and I are working on this. So now no one is claiming that, well, David doesn't speak Arabic, or David is not an Arab, or David was It doesn't work that way. Uh, our point here is not to attack the Arabic. Our point here is to raise the flag about a practice that is absolutely disgusting, to say the least. So hopefully everyone will be uh, watching this series, and also we encourage you to share it with others, because in the story of my own wife, she came to Christ because of this story when people began to point it out to her. Even though she did not show signs of being disturbed, she was troubled by it and later confessed that it was definitely troublesome to her to know that her prophet did something like this. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back after this message. You're listening to Let Us Reason with Al Fadi. We depend on the generous gifts of our supporters to produce this program. To join us in this work, go to patreon.com and search for CIRA International. That's C-I-R-A International. You can also donate through PayPal. Go to CIRAInternational.com to learn more. Your support will help us continue introducing Muslims to the gospel of Christ. Now, back to Let Us Reason. We're going to ask the question today, was Aisha really nine years old? David, what say you? Uh, I say yes, and uh, I say yes, she was nine years old because that is the uniform testimony of Islam's most trusted sources. There is a reference in Ibn Hisham who says that that she was 10, but that's a source that Muslims tell us not to trust. And so when you go to the sources that they do tell us to trust, they tell us to trust Sahih al-Bukhari, right. they tell us to trust uh, Sahih Muslim, they tell us to trust Sunan Abu Dawood and Sunan An-Nasai and so on. And these sources say over and over and over again that she was nine years old when Muhammad consummated the marriage with her. So that's when um, Muhammad actually had sex with Aisha. Um, you do see some difference. You do see some difference between six or seven when uh, the marriage contract was written or when they were actually when they were actually married. But uh, when it says that Muhammad consummated the marriage uh, across the board, they say she was nine years old. And uh, some have pointed out that there's not really a conflict between six or seven if they're like arranging the the marriage and so on on, you know, as she's going from six to seven and it starts at one point and continues to until she's seven. Um, uh, But I also we also know from experience, sometimes 
sometimes you might not remember the difference between when you were six or seven. There are things I can remember where I don't, you know, I'm thinking, was I six then or was I seven then? Uh, and where we're really clear, where we're really clear is when we have some reference point. Like I remember I was six years old and my dad was in the military, had gotten into the military and I ended up taking a trip when I was six years old. So anything that happened on that trip, I remember I was, I was six years old. Uh, apart from that, you know, like I had a dog died. I don't remember if I was five or six or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or what the situation was. And so we can understand why there would be, you know, an issue between, six or seven or something like that. Uh, it seems that Aisha did have a reference point. This wasn't long after the migration to Medina. So she seems to have been very clear on uh, the fact that this was when she was nine years old. Um, but what we find is lots of Muslims insist that Aisha was older. They'll say she was 16 or 18 or 19. They'll tell us that uh, a the one just dropped off of the number somehow. Does that work in Arabic? Like, a, you know, the, the, the one in 19 just fell off. And uh, they're using oopsie. like the scribal argument now uh, in the Old Testament, New Testament. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be something like that, right? <laughs> um, but notice, notice, if you wanted to dispute between six and seven, okay, that, that, that makes some sense. There is nothing in my life that I would confuse from between when I was nine and when I was 19, the, 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 there's a there's a very big difference between nine and nineteen right. in my life, so there's no way I'm going to be confused about that. So when we look to the Muslim sources and we see over and over and over again that Aisha was nine years old, and we never see anything saying that she was eighteen or nineteen or anything like that, uh, the only reason to say she's older is to just not want to believe that Muhammad. Uh, had sex with a, a nine-year-old girl. Right. So we're going to go ahead and, and read a few of the Muslim sources to see what we're talking about here, just for people who've never uh, read them before. Um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and read Sahih al-Bukhari. And Sahih al-Bukhari, we read this in our first video. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have the chapter introduction there, which is giving one's young children in marriage is permissible. So it's clear what this is talking about. This is talking about uh, marrying young children. I mean, their words, not ours, young children. Uh, And so we read Sahih al-Bukhari 5133, narrated Aisha that the prophet wrote the marriage contract with her when she was six years old, and he consummated his marriage when she was nine years old, and then she remained with him for nine years, i.e. till his death. So there you have a, a little timeline, six years old, then she was nine years old, and then she remained with him for nine years. So this is Bukhari. We'll read one more from Sahih al-Bukhari, just because that's their favorite source. This is number 5158. Narrated Urwa, the prophet wrote the marriage contract with Aisha while she was six years old and consummated his marriage with her while she was nine years old, and she remained with him for nine years, i.e. till his death. So those are both in Sahih al-Bukhari, and there are more in Sahih al-Bukhari, but let's go on to Sahih Muslim. So this is from Sahih Muslim, number 3311. Aisha reported that Allah's apostle married her when she was seven years old, and he was, uh, so that's a typo, and she was taken to his house as a bride when she was nine, and her dolls were with her. And when he, the Holy Prophet, died, she was 18 years old. So now we have even more of a timeline. We've got she was six, 
and then she was nine, and then she stayed with him for nine years, and she was 18. So they can't be more clear. That's right. You cannot tell me the 19, the one dropped. Uh, or Well, she, he died when she was 18. Mm-hmm. So where is the 19 coming from? Yeah, so um, it, it's pretty clear what the Muslim sources are saying. It's pretty clear what the, what the early companions of Muhammad and Aisha herself are mm-hmm. saying. They're saying that she was... Uh, nine years old when Muhammad had sex with her. All right, so that's Sahih Muslim. Now let's go on to Sunan Abu Daud. So this is Sunan Abu Daud, number 2116 or number 2121, depending on uh, which edition you're using. Narrated Aisha, the messenger of Allah married me when I was seven years old. The narrator Suleiman said, or six years. He had intercourse with me. When I was nine years old. So it doesn't matter where we go. We see the same thing. And let's re- go ahead and read one more. So this is Sunan on the sign, number 3380. It was narrated that Aisha said, the messenger of Allah married me when I was six and consummated the marriage with me when I was nine. And I used to play with dolls. So the Muslim sources really can't make it any clear? And by the way, I, I, all I did was pick a couple of examples there from their most trusted sources. In in these sources, there are more references. There are more references in Bukhari. There are more references in Muslim. There are more references in Abu Dawud. There are more references in in Anasai about Aisha being nine years old. That was just a, a, a sampling. I do want to give a sort of summary statement from Ibn Kathir. Ibn Kathir, certainly one of the greatest, most respected Muslim scholars of all time. And he's a Salafi, and he's the a student of Ibn Taymiyyah. And in his, he wrote a four-volume biography of Muhammad. So he wrote, he wrote his own sirah. And he gives a, an interesting summary when he's talking about this issue. Um, so in his, in his four-volume biography, Ibn Kathir quotes... Urwa ibn al-Zubair, so that's Aisha's nephew, who says that Aisha was nine years old when Muhammad consummated his marriage with her. Then, after quoting Urwa on the age of Aisha, so he quotes Urwa saying that Aisha was nine, that's Aisha's nephew who said it, after quoting Urwa, Ibn Kathir says this, his statement, he contracted marriage with Aisha when she was six, thereafter consummating marriage with her when she was nine is not disputed by anyone and is well established in the Sahih collections of traditions and elsewhere. So this is Ibn Kathir, one of the greatest Muslim scholars of all time. Yeah, yeah. and I was going to say, I mean, Ibn Kathir confirming something that happened at the in the 7th century because he was in the 13th century. Look at the time span and he's still affirming the same thing that you just shared. And he's affirming, and so what Ibn Kathir would do is, is when there was dispute on an issue, he would say, ah, but this scholar says this, and this scholar right. says that, and this That's companion right. says this, and this companion says that. And here he's just saying, there's no dispute right. on this issue. And so when Muslims today dispute the age of Aisha, we need to be clear on the fact that, hey, this is a modern, you rejecting this is a modern uh, idea. It doesn't go back to your Muslim scholars. Unfortunately, there are there are Muslim scholars who try to be honest about this, at least. And so let me read a quotation from uh, a, a talk from uh, Sheikh Yasser Qadi, 
So Sheikh Yasser Qadi. Let's take a deep dive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deep dive, holes in the narrative, right? Uh, does not like me, <laughs> said some very nasty things about me. But on this issue, we'll give credit where credit is due. He did, he did speak honestly about this. And he said to Muslims who want to uh, misrepresent the age of Aisha in order to, uh, to keep people from criticizing Muhammad. He said, oh, Muslims, don't apologize for the truth and don't distort the truth. There are Muslims that tried to deny this. Oh, he didn't marry Aisha as a young girl. Yaki, look, that's not the way forward. We don't lie for the sake of our religion. Astaghfirullah. We have the truth. We are not going to cover up the truth if people find it embarrassing. This is the reality. Deal with it. Our prophet married a young girl, and it was fine for the time. So this is yeah, Sheikh Yasser yeah, Qadi. Yeah. And notice he says, don't lie for the truth. Exactly. He's calling other Muslims who say, no, she was 18, she was 19. He's calling them liars. Yeah. And, and Yasser Qadi himself did a lecture one time about the marriage of Muhammad to the uh, wife uh, Zainab, the wife of his adopted son. And he used the same language. He's like, why do we have to hide it? He's a human being. Yes, he lost it after her. So what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, fortunately, we, we, we have some, some examples of, of honesty like this. But, I mean, think about this. All across the Muslim sources, she was nine years old. Ibn Kathir says, down to his, no one disputes this. Down to his time, no one's disputing this. No scholars dispute this. Um, suddenly, we get to the, our modern age, and Muslims realize that it's wrong. So, Muhammad couldn't have done that. So, they want to start saying that she must have been older. And then Muslim scholars who don't want Muslims to leave Islam over this issue start telling them, oh, yes, she was older. She was 18. Maybe she was 19. They start telling Muslims that in order to uh, keep them from leaving Islam. And then you've got people like Sheikh Yasser Qadi saying, guys, we can't be you can't be lying to keep people in Islam. We right. can't lie to keep right. people in Islam. So anyway, the point is any honest look at the evidence. Uh, we have a ton of evidence that she was nine years old. We have no evidence that she was that she was older. And so very clear Muslims. I agree with on this, at least I agree with Sheikh Yasser Qadi. Stop lying. Stop lying and saying that she was older than nine. Fascinating. Thank you so much, David. And uh, hopefully everyone is enjoying uh, these, uh, you know, subtopics under this big umbrella about Aisha Muhammad. As you can see, this is a worthy topic to be mentioned simply because sometimes Muslims either are repeating what they were told or they don't even know about the rest of the story when it comes to that. And I guarantee you some even haven't even heard the story before. And I know of examples of this as well. So, Whatever the case might be, we're giving you tools here, not to go and beat up Muslims with it, but the idea is to, if it is worthy to be discussed, use it wisely. We have given you already the Islamic resources and the sources that you could quote and could also refer your Muslim friends to it. And if you are a Muslim watching this, we hope that you are benefiting a great deal from the fact that we are sharing with you something that you should be disturbed about, just like the rest of us. Thank you, David. Thank you, everyone. This is Al-Fadi. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.